You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana King-Jones, and Jeff J. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben Amin, and For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. crazy weekend he's somewhere he may be nowhere if you know what i'm saying he may be everywhere he may be everywhere (laughs) special missions clandestine operations but he will be back next week and he will be back at new york comic con but until then they gave your boy the wheels oh boy and you know who your boy is it is jeff j aka Miles Morassets, Kill Bill Monger, Brainiac, Five Racks, Seven of Nine Nine Problems, Fax the Destroyer, The King in the North Face, Neil Deadass Tyson, Cactus Jack Bauer. I mean, (laughs) he could go on and on and on and on and on, but we're not going to do that. And as always, I am joined by... Tatiana King-Jones wondering what happened to the five-name rule that has been thrown out the window. Hey, he's not here, so we can we get extra names. <laughs> All right. Well, you got me, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as V for Def Jam Vendetta, Rita Aurora Chimaru, Gem in the Hall of Fame, Victoria's Secret Wars, Ihana Civic, Edward Scissorhands, okay. Aaron Yeagerbaum, Emma Frosted Flakes, what else? Toffee Baratheon, Gin and Juice Urso, Flex Luthor, and... Colleen Wingstop. <laughs> well, that is it. That's the names in this us. We're here with another mm-hmm. dope episode of For All Nerd Show. We yes. got guestesses. Well, we only have guest singular. <laughs> sorry. We don't have guestesses. <laughs> One day we will have guestesses. But we only we have a dope guest this week. Yeah. And as always, you can get exclusives from us. Mm. You know how you get those exclusives? Tell them, Tatiana. How do they get exclusives from For All Nerds? Well, we have a little place called Patreon, specifically patreon.com slash forallnerds. If you are part of that Patreon, not only are you helping us build an even better, brighter, faster, stronger show, you are also going to set yourself up to get exclusives. Exclusives like exclusive For All Nerds gear, exclusive For All Nerds merch, exclusive For All Nerds access. That means you get to see and hear things that no one else in the world will hear unless they are a paid patron on us. That is patreon.com slash For All Nerds. You can... Be a patron for as little as $1 a day or as much as five racks. And I said a day, but it's really only a month. So you only, so it's a dollar a month, 
five dollars a month, ten dollars some others. 20. But then we're looking for that five rack benefactor. Yeah. And and you think I'm joking, but I'm dead ass. There is a five rack level with Jeff J's beautiful face on there. And he's in a suit, which I am means in a suit. He is wedding ready. We're so. doing it for the money. <laughs> we're doing it <laughs> for the money. This is what we're doing. You know so what I'm if you're looking to get yourself your very own Jeff J. Whoa, 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 no, 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 we're not, no, 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 my mama listens to this program, she don't want to know that, she don't want to hear that I'm selling ass on, on, I'm selling ass on For All Nerds, For All Nerds, look how low they stoop, they are on For All Nerds, selling ass, yo, they selling ass to make, to make content, oh my god. That's how desperate it is. We're trying to make this content go. But 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 all jokes aside, for real, we we appreciate you. For the people who are already on the Patre- Patreon, we adore you. We've seen the support that you've given us, and it means so much. I can't explain enough how much that means to us. And we are just in awe and, and so inspired every time we see people join the Patreon. So thank you again. And as we said, please support us in any way possible. If you cannot support us financially, that is A-OK. You can still share the Patreon with other people. You can still tell us about us. And as usual, the other way you support us is through subscribing, sharing the show. So if I or anyone else tweets about the show, RT it. If you see it on IG, share it. If you see us post something, respond to it, comment. Whether it's good or bad, doesn't even matter. Right. Like our posts. We need all of this engagement to show the world how dope we are and how dope you are for listening to us. Yeah, and we are all over the Internet, mm-hmm. on social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at For All Nerds. If you want to speak to us, contact at ForAllNerds.com. Yes! The new site is up. <laughs> it's real and it's spectacular. Yes, it tell is. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, yes, and as Jeff J says, and finally, yes, I know everyone was looking at, to me to make sure this happened. But yes, <laughs> all the new emails are up. So I'm now Tatiana at For All Nerds. This is Jeff at For All Nerds. Ben Hamin is Ben Hamin at For All Nerds. And as he said, contact at For All Nerds. All our emails is now For All Nerds. The website is For All Nerds. If you go to the old site, it's going to kick you back to For All Nerds, just in case you're trying to be froggy, FYI. That being said, this week is a monumental week because, as usual, it is the best and the worst week in life for us. Bruh. New York Comic Con week. <laughs> um, it's a lot, guys. <laughs> It's a lot to say least. You would think after it's gonna this is gonna be like five years, like officially this will be our fifth year to, at least together. You would think we'd be used to it by now. We're oh, not. we're used to it. That don't mean we gotta we gotta we ain't gonna prepare or be like oh any less. Yeah. So I, obviously, if you're gonna be in New York during Comic Con or if you live here naturally and you don't plan on going i just suggest you just swing by anyway because we are going to be there full effect we're going to be there with a big group as usual we're going to have a nice crew going we are going to be doing some amazing interviews we have already scheduled we're also going to be walking the show floor as well so if you're going to be in cosplay let us know hit us up on the interwebs at for all nerds on all social medias because we want to make sure we get your picture we want to make sure we video you we're going to be putting together really nice packages but we need and we as we said earlier we need that content so make sure if you're going to be there that you let us know and come through and speaking of letting us know coming through and in cosplay we have a very special event happening during the weekend of new york comic-con i'm still not gonna say exactly which day (laughs) so in the meantime go on our socials and watch that hashtag greatest day in cosplay hashtag greatest day in cosplay that's going to 
be the place where you'll be able to find out where we're going to be, where we're going to meet up. We're going to have a time where we have we try to invite all people of color, all marginalized groups come together in cosplay, doing pictures, video, the whole nine yards. It's going to be a party. It's going to be amazing. And we want your support. We want you to be there. So hit up that hashtag. Again, if you're going to be in cosplay, find us because we got some amazing things for you there. And plus, we just want to say hi. Like at the end of the day, we just want to say hi. We want to be able to say to, to say what up to you, dap, whatever. Right. We want you to give us your feedback. We say, yo, I love y'all, but that's fine. Yeah, that's cool. Cool, That's cool. Constructive (laughs) criticism is always useful to make our brand better. And this year, I think we're going to be more in the mix with the people. Yeah. We're going to be out there. We're going to be interviewing y'all. We're going to be taking pictures of the cosplay. We are going to be fans as much as we are the show. So in that regard, like I said, we're going to have shirts. Y'all know what we look like. We don't catfish on For All Nerds. We are who our faces say we are. So definitely come up, say what's up, talk. We, we're here. Like, we're going to have a lot of fun. Like, this, it's, it's a lot of work. And when I say, uh, it's like my commute on a daily basis <laughs> times infinity with the Thanos snap. <laughs> and, and, and that's what it is. But it's, we're working to get the best content out to you possible. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, we're, we're a fan. We are the fan fam. So come out and say what's up. Also, fan fam, if you're going to be in New York specifically on Thursday, October 4 at 7 p.m., I will be at the Microsoft flagship store on Fifth Avenue. We are going to be, well, myself representing Fan Bros. Fan for all nerds. Oh, dollar, dollar in the I'll fan put a dollar in the swear jar. jar. I'm sorry. Dollar in the swear jar. A dollar in the swear jar. <laughs> but I'll be there representing for all nerds along with many other notables and industry ex- experts in the comic and geek culture space, including Jay from Jay and Miles Explains the X Men. So nice. it's going to be a really fire panel. We're going to be talking about superheroes and villains and comics and the whole nine yards and Tech, of course, my favorite. If you want to attend, it is a link that I have posted on my socials. Follow me at Tatiana King. The link is there. Follow that to register. It is limited space because it's a free event. So make sure once you see that to just sign up. Even if you're not sure, just sign up. Sign everybody up to make sure you come through. And also as a plus, when you come through to the event, if you're in costume, you're going to be entered to win a Surface Go. So, if you know anything about the Surface family of devices, you know that that's that's pretty litty. And, you know, some people be scared to wear costumes. So, even if you do some some lightweight costume and no one else does one, you automatically win. So, come through. Again, I'm going to be at the Microsoft flagship store on 5th Avenue, Thursday, October 4th at 7 p.m. Speaking on a panel. You enjoy really getting to this money out here, yo. Like, seriously. Bro. You got to see her nails. She got the, the chrome nails. <laughs> they, she on panels. Like, y'all really get into I gotta, it. Like, I got to make money folks. to put back into the show so <laughs> we can afford this stuff. Heard you, but you know what? Y'all will let you cook. <laughs> you won't do that because, like. I should have wore sunglasses because her nails are blinding me right now. <laughs> I need to get them redone. She's on panels. Like, she got that Microsoft money. I'm, you know. I don't. Just, not just, yet. We're not just yet. trying we're, to get a number two we're with, with extra sauce. You know what I mean? Because you know they be skimping at Popeye's now. They do what? Dogs. I went and I, I went to go get a um, shout out to Chris. I'm like, like, who is he looking at? I was like, this is not my imaginary friend. Chris yeah, brother so Chris Sufar is in and, this and, studio. Yes, though. yes. So, you know, I go and. um. Shout out to my workout plan, too, that I started this week. This was last week, right? So I go, and I'm like, yo, can I get a barbecue sauce and a hot sauce? So homegirl said, you know what's what sauce, right? I was like, 
Wait. No, I why, do not. Why do you do this? Why do you protect this shit with your life? It's fucking sauce. Yo. Because we used to have the combo back in the day. Because you know, if y'all don't know, I'm going to drop a gem on you. They got um, strawberry jelly. They got grape jelly that mm-hmm. you can use on your biscuits. Yeah. And on your, and on your chicken if you roll that way like I do. It's, yo, I be asking for all of it. And I don't OD. I ask for one. I ask for two. That's not ODing, right? It's not. I should ask for three. And she told you no. And she, no, no. I mean, she was like... She was like, you know it's only one, right? I right, right, just give him the sauce. I'm like, yo, if you uh, don't do all that, I don't want the sauce now. Fuck out of here. No, I don't want it. No, no I don't no, want no. it. You keep your sauce. I will go to Target or um, <laughs> whatever what a store that you get sauce. I don't even, where the hell do you get sauce? It's the, the principle for me. Don't be stingy. It's the principle for me. I will lean over the counter and grab all the damn sauces. Like, give me the damn sauce. Give, give, give me that damn sauce. Yeah. Oh, but let's talk about something that is really, really saucy. Mm. This Spider-Verse trailer number two. Bro, I just watched it before we started recording, and I was already dumb excited. I am incredibly, stupendously, magnificently, all the Lees excited. All the Lees. Ang- <laughs> Ang Lee, Bruce Lee. Ang Lee, Bruce Lee. All the Lees, Jet yo. Lee. <laughs> all the Lees. Listen, man, y'all know I'm a spider stand. Y'all already know this by now, but that trailer, that second trailer, that follow-up, it explained a lot. It showed a lot more of what we're dealing with. So, mm. so for some people who may not have been aware, if you don't read the books, if you're not aware of what Spider-Verse was, it was a major Spider-Man-centric event where all the Spider-Men from all the multiverse came together to fight against the Inheritors who were trying to kill all the Spider-Totems throughout the multiverse because mm. they feed on them. They actually That's how they get their uh, immortal god power. And they were trying to feed on all of the um, all of the Spider-Men and women who represent the spider totem in their multiverse, in the mm. entire multiverse. So even to the point where the Peter Parker we know and love from the main Earth, he's like the most important Spider-Man. So like for them to get him would be the... the that would be, be like game over. End game, okay. But along with everybody else, at least... They had, there was it, it gets real deep. I don't want to get super deep, but they show some of the marquee characters from it. You got Miles, who's a part of the New Earth now. You got Peter Parker, and they're just all meeting up because of an event or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have Spider Gwen or Spider-Gwen. Ghost Spider now. Mm-hmm. It's Gwen Stacy. You have uh, the little girl that you saw. Her name is Penny. Penny oh. Parker, and she controls Spider. Wait, so that's S P. Penny Parker. Penny as Parker, in... like Penny P A N I. Yeah, I mean the relation though. Well, she's the Peter Parker of her universe. Okay. So she's in her universe, she's Penny. Okay. And um, that's like the anime mech spider world where she controls a mech, a spider mech called Spider. is SP double backslash DR. Oh, that's fire. Right? That's so Japanese. Yeah, I love like, it. So I it's love spider. It. So she controls the spider mech suit. And then you have Spider-Man Noir who comes from like the uh, noir black and white universe. That's uh, Nicolas Cage is Spider-Man Noir, which makes perfect sense if you know that character. And then uh, Spider-Ham, which (laughs) if you've been following Spider-Man for years, it's the pig version of Spider-Man who got bit, a a pig that got bit by a radioactive spider and gained powers to become Spider-Ham. And he comes from an animal universe where all the animals are, are the equivalent of the heroes are all animals, talking animals. So literal cartoon universe. Yo, I also saw the Green Goblin from Miles's Earth. I did too. Like that that looks like a dragon yeah. almost. So him and then um the Kingpin 
and the it, it it's there's a lot of characters that I see and the way they're gonna do it, the way it looks, it looks ill. Mm-hmm. But along with those characters, this list of actors that they have. Like this is this is like big time. Let's, let's like hear some of this. Haley St- Steinfeld is yes, um Gwen Stacy, Nicholas Cage, Spider Man Noir, mm-hmm. Jake Johnson, he's uh Peter Parker slash Spider Man. He's in, in New New Girl, Jurassic World. Oh, okay. He's I thought that was T J Henderson. Okay. Yeah, um yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh Leave Schreiber is the Kingpin. Yo, wait, 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 wait. Sabretooth is Kingpin? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Sabretooth, yo, is Kingpin. AKA Ray Donovan. He's Kingpin. <laughs> yeah, you know, you already know. Chris was like, Yo, you about to say who, who Lee Schreiber is. You know what I mean? Uh let's see. Lily Tomlin is Aunt May. Lovely. Ma- Mahershala Ali as Aaron Davis. AKA the Prowler, Miles' uncle. Oh, um, I like that. Not bad. Luna Lauren Velez is uh Re- Rhea. What what's what's um Rio Morales, which is probably uh his mom. Okay. And if you don't know who Luna L- Laura Velez is, you may have heard of a show. Uh oh, I know who she is. You know, uh so you know, back back in my day, <laughs> there was a show called uh New York Undercover. And, wow. uh, you know, she was, she was on that for a while. Oh, well, let me see. Yeah. Yeah. That was her. She came in, she came in like towards the, like the second half of the series. So she's been on how to get away with murder. She's she has. On, okay. Yeah, she was, That's I probably where yeah, I seen was that. On, she was on how to get away with murder. Let's see. Dexter. Uh, she's been, a, she was in the first purge. She's been in a lot of stuff. Like you've seen, you've seen mm-hmm. her before. If if you watch how to get away with murder, she was the, um, the lawyer that also had the prop, the alcohol problem. <gasps> oh, that. Her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yes, she okay, now I know exactly who you're talking about. Right, right. Oh, this though this cast is is amazing. Yeah. I mean, even without the cast, just again, the animation style, the formatting, the everything about it, the the direction that they've gone with this film. And the fact that it's a film, that's the other part for me. The fact that they decided, yo, we're just gonna bring this to the movie straight right. up. That is monumental to me. And of course, because it's a it, even though it's all the spider men per se. You got Miles as the main, so I'm I'm really appreciative of that. I'm really excited for that, and I I just want to see this play out because yeah. I want this to. That's another thing, uh, and we we've been saying this over the last couple of months, but this goes back to supporting the story, supporting the comics. Cop Miles, hashtag Cop Miles, hashtag Cop Ironheart. We still in there heavy when we say we are dead ass when we say things like you need to pre-order. Pre-order is what they base all these sales and these figures, and it's where they get the. When I say they, I mean the publishers. This is where they figure out whether or not, in their view, a book will be successful or not. Right. So you gotta make waves. You gotta ring all the bells. You gotta you gotta make do your support. So definitely, again, hashtag Cop Ironheart, hashtag Cop Miles. The Spider-Verse movie's about to be amazing. Real quick. Yo. Yeah. It, it, there's still, like, heavy hitters that I haven't you even... You still naming people? Kamiko Glenn, for y'all that watch Orange is, is the New Black. That's not Nick Mad Shady. I apologize. For those who watch Orange is the New Black. I was like, uh-huh. y'all, y'all who's still, who's still watching it. Um, Orange is the New... Yeah, I, it was, it was late. I fell off, but... Oh, okay. Um, yeah, she's, she's on that. Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, Paper Boy. Paper Boy. Is Jefferson Davis, Miles' dad. Um, John Mulaney is Spider-Ham. You know him from yes. uh, Mulaney, Saturday, um, Animal, Saturday, SNL. He's, he's been on SNL. And uh, Shamik Moore from Dope. He's Miles Morales. Oh, Shamik. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. 
Like, yo, this is this is crazy. The that, get down. Yeah. No, I'm 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 glad uh, Marvel slash Disney slash the man put their foot in this. I'm ready for Mickey it. Mickey ain't playing with y'all, yo. Well, actually, I think this might be under Sony. It, oh no, wait, back up. Let me back up. Is it under Sony? Yeah, I think I'm walling. I, I, you I know think, what? I think we I'm are big walling. because we we keep we keep thinking that Marvel just has everything. Right. Technically, Spider Man is still belonging to Sony, even though they 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 have their partnership, kinda with Spider Man right now. Right, but the, the animated films I think have always been different, where they include all the stuff. I'm not. I'm. I'm looking it up now, but I'm not really too sure whether or not that distribution included the um the included uh, it says this is produced by Columbia and Sony mm-hmm. Pictures in association with Marvel. So we're still right. Right, right, right. So right. it's still we're, we're still part of that partnership. Right. We're fifty percent right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're fifty percent of the way through this show, so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with more for all nerds. Welcome back, For All Nerds fam, to this incredible episode of For All Nerds Show. As usual, you know we bring the best in geek and pop culture, and today is an amazing day because we have a real-life legend in the spaceship tonight. Specifically, this legend has been a part of pretty much every single black sitcom you have ever heard of. She has been a part of the Hollywood industry for about 20 years, maybe some change. So you know that she has all the goods when it comes to being an expert in this space. We have the lovely, amazing Kalita Smith here, model and actor, and also my Capricorn sister. I saw your birthday. I love it. I'm January 14. Oh, God. Uh, uh, January 15th. Yes. Of course, Jeff is rolling his eyes. He hates that. He hates when I when I, when I I bomb with Capricorns, but it is what it is. But First of all, brother, wait a minute. Excuse me. Yes. Okay. Excuse Make me. Make room for Capricorns. And then I have to, <laughs> I have to ask that little model thing because that usually means somebody got some tight abs and I don't have that right now. <laughs> Well, we well you gonna well, you have it. I'm sure you do because for those listening, Miss Kalia Smith actually pays Lieutenant Roberta Warren on Z Nation. But it's pretty much a de facto leader in a zombified world. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our spaceship and our only hope for survival, Miss Kalia Smith. Woo! Good luck with that survival. <laughs> <laughs> so, how you been? How are you doing? Thank you for talking to us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And thank you for your patience. It's um, It's been a whirlwind since I've been home because we just ended season five. Yes. Um, yes. And we air Friday. So my week, my past two weeks have been um, just kind of busy with, um, I like to call high class problems. <laughs> I just got shit to do. <laughs> Welcome to the spaceship on that. <laughs> we have so much shit to do. It's so much to talk to you about. The mothership. While we're talking, honey, it's a mothership. Yes, love it. I like that a lot. So I mentioned at the top that you've been in the industry for a minute now. And you, to me, I feel like you are a legend in this space. So now that you've seen all these changes throughout the years and everything Everything that's happening right now, how do you feel about what you've seen in industry? How do you stay motivated in this industry? Um, I should have married well. 
<laughs> no, um, <clears throat> actually, it is a fantastic time mm. to be a woman in this business, let alone to be a woman of color. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the, the courageous thing is to be able to stand the width of time that it has taken to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's just really... Um, um, a shaving in the whole monumental moment of it all, because if it was really prevalent, we wouldn't be celebrating it. Right. So, but in this aspect of it, it is a very remarkable time. I'm kind of glad to be me <laughs> just saying, um, uh, I, I just, I applaud any and everyone who looks at any character as a character of a defining quality, as opposed to a gender specification. Mm. So, what is the opportunity that I got to um, be a part of is Carl Schaefer's vision for Lieutenant Warren. And his vision for this individual happened to be a person who could survive and not necessarily a black woman and not necessarily a woman, period. Um, of course, the character was written um, as a female, but for him, he was open to whatever walked in the room that gave him that energy. Mm-hmm. So with that, I say thank you to Carl Schaefer because with that, I've got an opportunity, what I thought was just to pay rent, but to absolutely be a groundbreaking situation where I'm the first African-American on sci-fi lead ever. Nichelle Nichols was um, a principal player on Star Trek, but she was not number one, unfortunately, because of those times. We're in a time now where I I am the lead, which is very unprecedented, and kudos to sci-fi, and kudos to the asylum. Um, And I, I, I just... I am excited because in starting this business in the 1900s, as you said, thank you for aging me. It's great. (laughs) I got, I have been privy to being able to see the span of where we, where I started and where we are today and where we are today is very delicious. It's very yummy. It's great. Um, Getting ready to start taking some collagen pills to reverse some of this anti-aging and let's see how long I can stay here. So it's funny to hear you talk about the unprecedented roles that you received and all the ground that's being broken. And I think it's interesting how we hear about firsts still Mm -hmm. in 2018, where it's like, damn, that's still never happened before until now. So given all of this new ground being broken, these inroads being made by people of color, by women, by marginalized groups – do you think Hollywood's really changed for the better in your time from when you got into the game until now and why? I think Hollywood, that's an easy answer. Hollywood has no choice. Mm. Now it's just us allowing the process to unfold. And for some of us, it's frustrating, you know, it's, um, and when you don't marry well (laughs) over here, like you'd be looking at the clock. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so you, you try to do other stuff you try to produce you try to you know um, um you know do other streams of things that um now is called branding so that you are now socially acceptable to the palate of the people but the the wonderful thing is is that there is no way to avoid where we're going it's just this is what it is and especially if we the individual drunk driver as our president in the Oval Office, we now have to lean to entertainment. So actually, he's probably helping my career. Oops, wait a minute. Did I say that? 
No, I mean this. This is facts. I mean, we we use art in many different forms. You know, whether it's it's you know, and, and you mentioned entertainment. So we're talking about music, where we were talking about you know artwork, and in this case, we're talking about acting. Like you need that escape sometimes. Yeah. And what you're providing is not just an escape, but a place where people can can reflect on what's happening in the real world and have those discussions as well. Mm-hmm. So you you know you said Hollywood doesn't have a choice, but it seems like there are some groups and studios and and that will still make the the same choices yeah. despite themselves. Yeah. So I I I find it really intriguing that people will sabotage their own interests for the sake of relying on the status quo when there's clearly a shift being made in all forms of entertainment mm-hmm. where right. Groups want to be rep that want to be represented and want to see themselves on screen, and it's just proper business, <laughs> you know. So it, it, it's it, it is interesting now that you as act actors and and everybody have many different avenues to go and expand yourself. It's mm-hmm. not like back in the day where if you acted, you had to be in the game for a while and then you broke into producing and directing. Because now you you have a phone, you, you have an internet in. connection, yeah. you can be everything you want to be and gain that buzz to to give yourself the extra credibility and work to get exposure that traditional outlets would give. Right. So I mean, so there's two forms. There is um, artists, and then there are um, um, celebrity opportunists. And I call those, I call those individuals, um, the individuals that got an opportunity through the streamlining of, of social media, of reality TV, of what it is to be able to brand yourself and experience the, the side of yourself that out allows you a certain type of creative comfort, but it does not make you an artist. Now, the artist of what you're speaking of, of the thing that we are choosing to learn to transition into and move forward is the fact that we have to stand clear and firm that we've studied something, we've crafted something and that we have a purpose. There's a cycle, there's an ebb and a flow, and sometimes what you have to do is you have to kind of wait it out. We have individuals who happen to be in charge of our daily walk and, and what we get to receive as jobs, but that doesn't mean that they're artists. That just means that they're corporate people, and when they're corporate business people, they're looking at numbers, they're looking at money, and they're looking at the external things that allow for the probability of entertainment, but it does not give the heart of entertainment. So as artists, what we have to do is stay firm, stay passionate, and we do have to produce. We do have to get our stories out there. We do have to choose those things that we do um, that stimulate us as artists and that allow other people to be stimulated by and not just to be a stimuli. <laughs> mm. So I'm curious, how did you even get involved in acting in the first place? Well, I got fired from five jobs. Five. That's Girl, impressive. Five. That's impressive. Five, yeah. five, nine to five jobs. Fired. Let go. Got to go. That's See 45 ya. hours of termination. Was this right through there. any fault of your own? Well, of course, on the paperwork, got my name on <laughs> On paper, but what had happened was. Right, well, right, right, right. See what I had told him was. <laughs> uh, well, you know what, it, what, I, what I took it up to at this point is that at that time, I didn't know how to love myself enough, so I would take jobs that underserved me. Mm-hmm. So they actually did me a favor by firing me. 
It just comes in the form of firing and unemployment, which is fantastic and fine. But what it did was it gave me an opportunity to really dig into myself. Um, I had a wonderful growing up relationship with a guy who committed to his dream, which was going into the NBA. And even though that we didn't make it that far in our relationship, what he taught me was to believe in your dream. He showed me that he can do shit else. But what he did do was commit to his dream. And when I tell you he's a Hall of Famer, he's a Hall of Famer because he committed to him, which was the best gift he could have ever gave me because it showed me what what is it about me? What what is it about me that I want to unfold? I want to see that I want to enjoy looking at about me. And right now it's about being an artist. It's about being an actor. It's about having the opportunities to express myself, even when those roles scare the shit out of me. Like Lieutenant Warren scares me. That girl's too bold. <laughs> she, she plays how to kill myself in the apocalypse. Are you kidding? So, and, and I'm glad you mentioned Lieutenant Warren because, you know, Z Nation in general, but also your character, that's a vast departure from your previous works. But you've shown time and time again how versatile you are as an actor. So how did you get involved in this production? I was available. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say? I didn't hear you. I was available. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you were available. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, um, well, you know, there's a pro- uh, process of auditioning, but it, it was a role that it was undeniably um, something I wanted to at least try, take a stab at. I mean, I've dabbled in uh, martial arts and fencing on the side um, when, on my downtime, and I just knew that one day it would all just kind of fold and come together. Um, my commitment, again, is to be an artist. So that means tapping into other streamlines of what it means to express yourself. I'm really excited you said you you took up fencing. Are you talking about saber or foil? Foil. Well, I can do saber too. I can do some stage combat and I do do it in the show. Um, I do work with machete and I work with a saber knife. Um, But uh, foil is, you know, pairing is easy. It's, it's chess, you know, it's, yes, it's, and it's, it can be very sexy if you have the right partner. I love that you do fencing. That's one of my favorites of all time. I've also used to fence a lot, saber specifically. But... Uh, look at you. Come on, girl. Come yes, on, I told man. you we were sisters. I told you. We are gladiators on the inside. That's facts. So how how is that that training process? Because like I said, your your character you know, is very physical. The whole the whole I, the whole situation in Z Nation is very physical, very demanding, both mentally and physically. So how is that whole training like for you? Um, it is is effortless because the great thing is they write what I can do, ah. <laughs> which is fantastic. <laughs> and they're learning what I can do um, because and and it's. Uh, evolution of it. They are allowing me to unfold what it is I'm willing to contribute. Um, I have a wonderful, um, sorry for the background. I have a wonderful um, stunt coordinator, Alex Drazif, and then my guy, Keith Cox. They, um, you know, work with me on Saturdays. What we do is we go week and we look at the action stuff and Keith Cox and I, we kind of do some certain little things that we can do on camera to save time and um, be able to execute a little effortless way of being able to, um, because as we progress in the apocalypse, the mercy should be more of a spiritual aspect as opposed to just saving yourself. Mm. So martial arts 
is really an art form of preserving life, not taking away life. That is so refreshing to see you as this badass black woman just going hard on some zombies. Like seeing people like you, people like Denai Gorita on Walking Dead, people like Sneaker Martin Green on Star Trek Discovery, it gives me personally so much joy in seeing black women action heroes on television. No, it's fantastic. And some of those um, zombies is my ex-boyfriends, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting some things out there. It's fantastic. I'm a better person. <laughs> so you you had mentioned real quick, you had said that you don't know how you would survive in the apocalypse and your, your character, Lieutenant Warren, is, is different. How is she different from you and what's similar? Oh, my God. I mean, I need a bath at night. You know? I need yeah. like you know champagne. I like pumps. You know I want fingernail polish. Like please. I mean I'm I'm used to the modern day society. I want I want an ATM machine. <laughs> I want a bar to no earrings. <laughs> I don't want to have to find my clothes the next day. Right. And I'll fight all the damn time before coffee. Like I would need some coffee before I had to fight. Right. Like really. I'm going to need to go to Starbucks shop before we kill these zombies. Can I get them in? <laughs> so you need more of the modern proclivities in life before you can really <laughs> go at oh my, it. <laughs> I hope this never happens. Oh, my God. We wouldn't be able to take a girl. There's no more Popeye's chicken. There is no more 7-Eleven. Are you kidding me? There's no more. You might not have a car. I'm sorry. I don't even fly coach. So what? Excuse I mean, me. But there's so many things about our life that we have no idea if these things got extrapolated, we would be lost as a people. We would be lost. And we don't ever want something like this magnitude to ever be a real story. We want this to be on TV, fictional, and just keep it in the apocalypse. (laughs) So with all that being said, how do you feel your character's impact is on viewers or the audience? Like, who do you think is watching and who do you think should be watching? Um, I don't know who should be watching. <laughs> um, I, I, I marvel at anybody who watches it because we're underserved when it comes to promoting it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I marvel at the fact that five years is here. You know, um, and we've been undetected. Um, I think who 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 is watching it mm-hmm. are those individuals who are allowing themselves to escape in a world that gives them a release, doesn't entrap them or doesn't shape their view when they finish watching us. Hopefully what they will do is have more of appreciation for humankind. Um, because I think that's really where we need to be. I think the temperament and the climate of where we are in our society with who we have running the office, we gotta, we gotta stick together. It ain't about color no more. <laughs> it is about ooh, who is trying to keep breathing. Cause this fool. Mm. <laughs> so one thing with our, with our show, we like to find out how deep our guests go in nerd and geek culture. So, Talk to me about growing up or even currently any of your favorite things in terms of sci-fi, comics, cartoons. Were you into any of that as a kid or into it now? Pat woman. Pac- oh, Pat Miss Pac-Man? Woman. 
Catwoman. Oh, Catwoman. Yes. I thought you said Pac-Woman. Wait, I was, I was about like, to say, Pac-woman. I didn't play that. <laughs> I didn't play. You got the exclusive? I'm about to ask you. Oh, darling, I'm talking about Catwoman. Okay. Are you talking about Eartha Kit Catwoman? And of course, that is the original. Yes. <laughs> there Marcus. is no Marcus. <laughs> Wait, I got to Mar- hear this, this accent. Wait, did it Yes, yes, darling, let me tell you something. I've been looking for Batman all of my life, and my geek experience is only one of expression, of exploration. It is not a thing of negativity. It's a thing of creativity. You're a mess. You know that, right? You're a mess. I mean, you know, you're perfect, though. Like, a perfect mess. You, like, you really, you really did like, that? really. You really punned like that? I didn't mean to pun. A I'm perfect sorry, every, mess? Every kitten has one. I'm sorry, boo-boo. <laughs> Take me back to 1960s now with Adam West. <laughs> giving me all these puns right now. Do you do any voice no. acting? Uh, you know, I have a voice over agent, and I can't book shit. I ain't booked nothing in five years. They don't. They ain't checking for me. <laughs> Sounds like you don't got an agent, though. Uh, I'm just no, you know what? You know what it is? I think my real commitment to it all is acting. <clears throat> like, I, I don't mm. I don't know if I invest as much as any other genre as I do with acting. I just, it feeds my soul. I don't know how to say it. I don't know what else to do. I mean, I ain't got no kids, no husband, no. Mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. He like, ooh, that part. <laughs> no, but it's fantastic. It's, you know what it is? I say to women and, and, and girls all the time, passion. Passion is something that no one can give you. You can only liberate that within yourself, period. And that's what acting did for me. Mm, that's beautiful. Uh, with Z Nation and what you've been doing in this space, like uh, – I'm glad Jeff mentioned like all the sci-fi and stuff. Are you looking to dive deeper into that genre? Indeed. Indeed. Um, I've been approached to do, and I got to sit with uh, Michelle Nichols to do her story. Um, Oh my God. I know. I know. Lieutenant O'Hara. You know, that's a Capricorn too, girl. Yes, Uh, I know. I know. It's so beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Capricorns. Yes. I know. Ooh, why you at them yet? Uh, but um, so yes, indeed. I mean, I don't. I think once you once you tap into a genre, there's no leaving it. You know, the the great thing I think about this genre are the fans. Culturally, the fans are so loyal. I've, I ain't never been in no relationship this loyal. Like Jesus, I was like, okay. Okay, people. <laughs> and they are so gracious. They are humble in their gratitude. It is the most delicious thing to witness when I go to these conventions. It's it's scary, but at the same thing, it's awesome. You know, I got people shaking and crying. I'm like, girl, you act like I got an album. Why are you crying? <laughs> it's like Michael Jackson, right? They passing out. <laughs> like, <Hi, Kalita. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need your sixty five dollars. Don't pass out. <laughs> are you are you gonna get used to that? Because I mean, it sounds like you you really gonna as you say you're gonna dive deeper into it, and especially if this this uh, Nichelle Nichols uh, project comes comes to fruition, like you're saying it is, uh, you're gonna have some problems in the, in the convention, not just the convention circuit, in public. Well, you know, and so when I say that, I usually mean to providing jobs for other people. So mm-hmm. in doing. 
Stone Nichols story. It'll be about producing it and about being about bring upon those people that I've in, I've learned to endear over time wow. that do great work, you know. So like we were on a panel and um, they asked each actor on Z Nation, if you could be anybody else in the show, who would you be? And everyone picked a character and I picked the showrunner. I would rather be the showrunner. I would rather provide jobs for people. I would love to know that I'm helping people eat. I'm helping people expand and live in their dream. I'm helping people discover something they didn't know about themselves and that now this is a career move for them. I mean, I would love to be that and I can be a silent um, philanthropic person for that, you know, and to me that, that thrives me more than anything. So when I say that, yeah, I get to play Michelle Nichols, but it's also the cameraman that I get to hire. It's also the boom man I get to hire. It's all of that, you know? So I look forward to that. You gonna keep cheating on us with that phone ringing in the background? Yeah. <laughs> Don't just Is that put sci-fi it in our calling face. you right now? Don't just put it on face. Like, let me get some mystery. Like, if I was cheating, I'd have picked up the phone, bro. Okay, okay, that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. At least you know, entertain me. Let me ignorance is bliss. Like, let me you know do make an effort to hide it. You know what I'm saying? Over here flirting on the over audio. My God, like blatantly. Because you know what? I'm at my publicist's office, and um, so I'm doing a round because I just kind of got back from the apocalypse last week. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing. Of, like, I just had a meeting with my lawyer. Like, I have meetings all week. And so part of why my schedule ran over today is because I'm meeting with everyone within this um, this area. I go geographically because the traffic here in Los Angeles, please. I'll be on tins on the news throwing water bottles. So I have to, like, take my time, have to take my time and map out what I'm doing. So I'm at my publicist's office doing the Skype. So sorry. All right, Megan, we won't fight, Megan. We won't fight. I'll, I'll, I can answer the phone if you like. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Would, would, would you like to see my dictation? That. <laughs> Wait, he late. He late. Oh my God. I see him on Skype. He late. <laughs> She's a mess. So the, I'm glad you mentioned the Nichelle Nichols project. So what other upcoming projects should we be looking out for you? And, and, and in what capacity? I know you said you were looking to be a showrunner. You're doing produ- production. What about director writing? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, you know what? I, I, I don't want to direct. Mm. Um, if anything, I, I would rather, um, silently develop and silently, you know, uh, allocate jobs and, and content, you know? Um, right. I think after the Oscar, that's what I will, you know, fade into silently doing things to move, us forward as a society, us forward as a culture, and us as um, a gender specification because it has more to do with just blurring the lines of what it means, who looks like what to do what, when it needs to be the character-driven situation, period. And diversified and including the background roles as much as what we see on screen. Exactly. You got it, Jeffrey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... You have survived the interview segment, Ms. Kalita Smith. Thank you so much. But now... What does that mean, Jesus? Now, we have a little segment we like to call the BRAP segment. It's rapid-fire questions that you have to answer unambiguously. (laughs) Oh, shit. I need some wine. (laughs) 
This isn't 21 questions. I, I, I promise you. you yeah, know it's not going to be like that. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? So okay. it's, it's good. They're, 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 they're light. But, they're okay, light. good. Yeah, we'll keep it light. And, you know, if, we, if you need well, something is, to is see. Is it a timer? No, no, no. No, none of that. Okay, good. So if you need to explain okay. yourself, you can. Yes. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. The Wire or Breaking Bad? The Wire. Uh, Luke Cage or the Black Panther? Mm. Panther. <laughs> All right, Superman or Batman? Oh, girl, please! Ugh. My favorite song now is by Porcelain, Lois Lane. Put, I need you to put your cape on. I'm gonna go ahead and say Superman because we can fly out of here. <laughs> yes. Star Wars or Star Trek? Ooh, you gonna give me in trouble? You know I gotta say Star Trek. Yes. Yes. yes another Woo! one. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> with, with this, as, as, I know you can't tell from my screaming, but this is an ongoing argument on the spaceship. Um, Star Wars usually gets the answers, but I love when people say Star Trek. It's my fave. You know Lucille Ball helped that show, right? What? Oh, you got you to you explain that. Y'all don't even know the goods on it, you, ch- you millennial children of the corn. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I watched I Love Lucy. Let's not do this. Wicked Night was very popping where I was from. Like, yo, I know who Lucy, I know some Lucille Ball. But wait, how is she involved? But but do you know Lucille Ball as the executive producer, Lucille Ball? Because she's the one that helped Star Trek get to be alive. It can only last three series, three years. The the original series? The original, right? Yes. It only lasted three years. And she helped them get on television. What, to get the syndication? To get on TV, period, on the network for sci-fi. That I Lucille Ball. Okay, come on now. Come on. Now, look, I should have some questions for y'all. Rapid fire. Right, right. I was about to say, like, I don't know if I want to answer this now. Oh, my God. I'm shook. Okay. All right. right, I got another one for you. Hopefully you'll know these places. You got to pick one place to go to or live. Wakanda or Zamunda? Wakanda. 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 Wakanda where Black Panther lives or Zamunda where Prince Akeem lives? Black Panther. Mm. Uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. What is... Well, actually, no. Fresh Prince or Martin? Martin. That that one that one divided well, my soul when I was asked. Well, that because I recurred on there for two years, but yeah. Oh, right. I told right. you she's been on everything. Everything. You are part of the fabric of black, like intrinsically the part of fabric of black culture. Yes, I was one of the waitresses at Nipsey's with the braided wig that wow. they made wow. that I happened to have in my purse at the time. <laughs> Yo, that is amazing. That is amazing. You literally were like in everything. You, know? like, you, better, watch, you better watch your mouth. You better watch. No, I wasn't being. I wasn't being crazy. No, I'm just saying. Like that's. It's like yo. No. I know. It's like people. Anytime we speak, right? And it's like we're doing an interview. I'm like, I've seen her in so much things. And it's like, so I forget. And then when you say that, I'm like, she was in that too. Oh God! I mean, I go back to in living color. 
I know. I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. What, what, which skit were you on? Um, I was in three of Jim Carrey skits, and I was in two of David Allen Greer's skits, and I was in Jamie Foxx and Tommy Davidson's skit, uh, Chicken Shack. Okay. Were you ever in um, the Fire Marshal Bill ones? Or... Yes. Okay. The one at Benny Hanna's, for sure. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Do you, talk, yes, still, do you still talk to them? No, I'm serious. I, I, I remember every skit. Are you kidding? It was it was the best delight. That was like my first job when I came to L.A. And I really thought something was really getting ready to happen until I saw my check. Wait, do you still talk to those folks? No, they got better checks than me. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. You're a sci-fi woman. You, you, hold, you hold up a show. That's you. <laughs> Well, you know what? When I do see them, it is mad love. But this is what I will say. I did I did come through this business with a group of actors and comrades that when we see each other, no matter what the time dispersity is, mm-hmm. we are in such celebration of each other. It's crazy because we knew what it took to get to wherever you are. It's fantastic. I love to see anybody that I've ever been on an audition with get it and win it. I love it. That's what's up. I mean, I love it. I mean, we have Taraji, we have Gabrielle Union, we have Kerry Washington. We have, um, even though I was never on the circuit with Viola Davis, but I still, you know, love support and loved everything she's ever done to pave the way. I mean, to be able to, I mean, Niecy Nash, I mean, to be able to, to say that I am part of a group of women, we all lead a network. Yes. Right. And so it's fantastic. What, what a time. What a time. What a time. Got got a couple more for you. Okay. I'm What's sorry. What's your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Mm, you know, that's the New Jack City. Okay. okay. That's he was like, that's not even that's a question. A yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's a scene in uh, Mo Better Blues when he was with Cindy Williams, but you know that part in the, with the sheets and all that. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> look at y'all <laughs> you, you know that she sees you laughing I'm like yo I'm crying right now um, I know exactly what she's talking about so in any medium books, TVs, a song movie what character's death hurt you the most ooh singing cause I can't sing I hate that part and I look like I can sing <laughs> no uh, you said what character what what character's death hurt you the most so like in any medium like oh. books, TV, film what? Character's death. Yeah. Most. Oh. Uh, 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 <gasps> Three hundred. <laughs> Leonidas. Oh yeah, that was sad. Yeah. Come on, come on, go back with me, 300. Come on, when he couldn't have a mask on, he thought he had nailed that dude and he didn't even get the Persian dude and it's over, it's a wrap. She said, come back to me, either come back alive or on your sword or on your shield. That's that's the wildest thing to me. Wow. So I, I, what is, you got to tell us, like, since you like 300 and all that, like, what's your favorite, like, uh, fantasy sci-fi situation, either film or series? Like, you listen, you watch uh, Game of Thrones or any of that? Oh, girl, yes. Are you kidding me? I would love to do a, um, and I don't want any, see, I don't want to say it because I want to do it first, but I think there should be an Egyptian version of Game of Thrones. Yes! With black people. I've been saying this. With, with actual well, Africans, right? <laughs> or people who look like that? Look, look what kind of? <laughs> what kind of? <laughs> what kind? 
Okay. We're going to get Mark Paul Gosler as, yes. as, 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 as Tutankhamun. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the beautiful thing about the exploration of the Egyptian thing is because there's also the city of Los Atlantis. And mm-hmm. Egypt wasn't just necessarily those of, of dark hue. Right. There were an array of hue. And imagine if you was in that damn sun, you would be a hue too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when they say Jesus was he had a skin of brass and a hair of wool. If you walked to Galilee too, you would have a hair of wool and you would be okay. What? All right. So finally, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Any superpower? Oh man, all of them. Well, you can pick one. Yeah, like, <laughs> you can pick one. We already talked, spoke about this. Like, that's hard. That's hard. Um. Okay, I would say. Mm. Almost there. Yeah, almost, almost there. there. We're going to pick one. Uh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, um. You can pick one. Change. I know, my girl. Ooh. Uh, mm. The gift of, um, oh, the superpower of all knowing and all exactability of usage of power. You want to be Thanos. Right. Yo, okay. You want the Infinity Gauntlet? You want to be Thanos? That's you okay, see, Have you seen Infinity you. Infinity War? No, girl, you now. You just said it. it's somebody, huh? Yeah, it's that some. Yes, yes. He he gets an <laughs> item that allows him to do what you said, basically. Yeah, yes, that item. Come on now, is that at Target? Where's that at? <laughs> actually, you actually, now could. you could get that Target, but. <laughs> well, that being said, Kalita Smith, you have survived the brap segment and an interview segment, which means you have survived for all nerd show. Please let the internet know where they can find you, your at on social media, all that stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank you. First of all, you guys are an absolute delight and thank you for having this. And I love to see people of color who are geeking out because first of all, how about geeking is sexy? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna okay. isolate that. That's yes. that's gonna be our tagline, yes. yo. Okay, exactly. <laughs> okay, it's that Kalita Smith one on uh, Twitter and Kalita Smith one on um, Instagram. All right, so you heard it here, folks, on For All Nerds Show. Hold on, we're gonna be back with some more of this amazing episode. Hi, this is Marjorie Liu, and when I'm not bitching about ex machina the movie, I'm listening to Fan Bros. <laughs> This is Ta-Nehisi Coates, and when I am not reading Wicked and Divine or Darth Vader or Velvet, I'm chilling with the fan bros. Hello, this is Lexi Alexander. When I'm not on Twitter or kicking people to the head, I'm listening to Fan Bro Show. Should I try it without an accent? It'll never happen. This is Daniel Jose Older. When I'm not writing best-selling ass novels, I'm listening to the fan bros. Hi, guys. It's Alfred Woodard. And when you are not skiing... Roller skating, skateboarding, punching people out. You should be listening to Fan Bros. The best people are. Okay, gotta go. Love you, love you. Bye-bye.
Sports fam. I hope you enjoy that dope interview with Kalita Smith. She's amazing. Like, really. Like, she's, well, first of all, funny as hell. But but the fact that she dropped some gems, of course. But she gave us some lessons today. Yeah, she's a mess in the best way possible. Yeah. She's a mess. She's a mess. But I, I had fun. I, I learned that that Lucille Ball gem she dropped. I, I had no idea. Yo. I should, but I had no idea. Yo, she dropped knowledge. She dropped perspective. She provided insight. Like that, that woman is doing her thing. Like yeah. she's going places. Appreciate the time that you gave us. Yes. So now it's time to go into one of our favorite segments. And this week, <laughs> you didn't even say what it is. You know, we have a sound effect, sir. <laughs> Yes, the guac is extra. <laughs> we have a sound effect. Now, usually we're not on camera for this part. But, yes, we have right. a sound effect for this. And in the guac is extra this week, what do we have, Jeff? Okay. So we have a follow-up mm. from our um, – from – who is it? Indie, Indie Idealist. Indie Idealist, oh, yes. My so God. this is the follow-up. I believe this was from the adoption question mm. before, mm-hmm. right? Yes, that's correct. So we have – Part two. <laughs> okay, part two from Indie Idealist, a.k.a. 99th yes. Problem. Thanks for the advice a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, the drama just won't stop. My father is getting remarried to his old high school sweetheart next month. I'm happy for him, but the issue is that he doesn't want my wife breastfeeding our baby if we attend the wedding. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm reading with you. Go ahead. I said that in my head. My my wife obviously has a problem with this, and I'm on her side. You better be negative. This is that seeing an exposed breast makes him uncomfortable, and he should have everything the way he wants on his special day. Mm. I compare that to be like telling a gay couple not to hold hands or kiss if they attended, but he doesn't see it. Shots have been fired on both sides, and my wife has been disinvited from the wedding. If she can't go, of course I'm not going. What kind of husband would that make me? Things have gotten so bad that they never want to see my wife again because she called them out for their misogynistic behavior. Do you have any advice for how to deal with racist or misogynist family members that you still want to have in your life? Ooh, that's difficult, and, and it's actually something I've struggled with personally because I have, and I think it's in all families, but I have racist misogynistic people in my family. And what I do is every time... I always speak up. I'm like, you. I I, I don't want to sound like somebody's mom, but like you shouldn't say that. But I'd be like, bro, this is that's weak for you to say that because. And then I'll give them an explanation or or have the dialogue. Like I'll always open a dialogue to have that conversation. But I call out my family members ASAP on site each time. And the thing about family is people gonna do what they're gonna do. Family's going family, cousin's going cousin, uncle's going uncle, aunt's going aunt. Like, mm. people are going to still do what they need to do. It is obviously on you to say, to see how you're going to continue your relationship with them or not. I, for for me, it's complicated. A lot of the people who I'm still educating, some of them have come around. Others are like, yo, I'm going to still do what I want to do. And I'm not going to fall for them that. That's still blood for me. And I'm still going to love them. I'm still going to talk to them. But I'm still also going to continue to try to educate them. So that's just me of how I deal with my fam and, 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 and how I want to keep them in my life. Now, as for this situation, ah, I mean, I don't condone or agree with the, the, the situation with the wife. The only thing that makes sense from a, from a, in a vacuum is this, per, this, is this person's special day. They want things the way they want it. Okay, that's fine. That's in a vacuum. That's a fact. 
but when yeah. you bring in everything else, when you talk about, oh, she don't need to be breastfeeding. Or well, first of all, was there any regular compromise met? Like, could you cover up? Could you go into, you know, a separate room, whatever? Go to the bath? I, I, I don't know. I understand the, the idea of feeling like, and I, I feel the same, that breastfeeding is natural. It's part of life. It don't freaking matter. I also get it that, you know, this is this person's private event and they want it the way they want it. The least they can do to me is be like a, the, the husband and wife, the least, uh, the, excuse me, the, the person get married. The least they can do is just ask for some type of concession, not just say, don't do it. How the hell else she's supposed to take care of the baby? The baby's coming. Mm-hmm. So, and then as, as Indy Idealist said, if his wife don't come, he not coming. Right. So, and if the father really wants his son there, he's going to, I would think he would make some, you're going to make something happen. So I, that's the part I don't get. Like there's no compromise there. Yeah, so for me, I would have loved to know how the conversation went. Mm. So it kind of makes it seem like he was resolute in not having your wife breastfeed at the wedding. So when the weddings I've been to where they bring babies Mm -hmm. and kids, when baby and kid things come out, they leave the room. Yes. So I'm I'm figuring, okay, let's say you're in – I don't think during the ceremony – Nature's gonna call like that where you're gonna just pop out a breast and start best feeding you, during the ceremony. But it could, but it could. Babies right? have no rules. But I feel like if you the the wife probably would have taken them out. Like any type of disruption, usually they'll try to take the kids out because yeah. you don't want to disrupt the ceremony. Yeah. And in the reception, there's so church. much going on during well, that's another thing. We don't know how what the setup is, right? right? So if there's like a normal reception there's so much going on in the reception that if she pops out in the back to to breastfeed, if it's like, yo, you know, I just if you're gonna breastfeed, can you we'll, we'll set up a room? Yeah. Or there's there's mad rooms. There's always a random room you can go into to do that or go somewhere else. So I don't understand why it's so rigid. Where if it, you know if your father's like, yo, the only titties I want at my wedding are my wife. <laughs> I mean, I feel them, but like this is nature. You feel me? Like I don't I don't get it. Um, as far as what Tatiana said about racist misogynist uh, um how you tackle it I, i'm the same way and it, it doesn't just stop at family it's friends too it, it it's holding people accountable the same way you would want to be held accountable so that you can evolve as friends and as loved ones and become better than what you are but i think in this one you don't this whole disowning, first off, I don't know who the they are that's disowning because if you just came in on some remarried, if, if the woman, yeah. the high school sweetheart, like, you got it. I'm not married, so yes, I'm that person that's talking <laughs> shit about married shit and I'm not married. <laughs> I am that person. It me. It, it me. me. <laughs> but you just got into the family. Like, you you just signed on this season. You you a recurring character. You just got the recurring role. You the, you the light you skin the off of you like it on there. Mm, so. mm. You the little Nikki that grew 80 years overnight. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I, first of all, it, it's between the father and them. I would say, yeah. I would say for the sake of your, if you want to have a relationship like that with your father and, he, and you want to continue it, for the sake of that, see if there's a concession that needs to be made. I think you guys can yeah. come to a, a common ground, you know? Now, here's another thing that we don't know. If a father said no kids at the wedding. Right. Because that's why that's the other part. That's I wanted to part. see if, if it was just pettiness or something else. Because I don't know if it's like, a, like you got to let us know. Is there a no kid situation? And he's making a concession for that. Uh, also, 
is this merely about best feeding or something else? Do they not like your wife? Because for me, to mm. me, to make that escalation from don't breastfeed to you're out, you can't even show up, that's that's a quick escalation to make. So I'm curious as to was that really the, the, the thing or was there something more there? So you may have to do a little bit more research on that, but yeah. I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's it's a lot going on. Talk right to your there. pops, man. Yeah, you need to talk to your dad. Talk to your pops and, and and figure that out because and and get to the root cause. Get to the root cause. That's not do the you, that's not, not the root like cause. The, yeah. Just not just wanting to have everything the way you want it. I don't think that's a root cause. Yeah. or something else there. I mean, pops would be wild, stubborn though. Like, let's keep it on there. Though, this know? is facts. This All right. Is facts. Next, uh, this is Darian, aka this is America Chavez. I feel like you sent in a. Um, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that name. I was like, oh, that's that's one of those. I wish I thought of it. Um, so. How did you come about nicknaming the listeners' letter section the guac is extra? And also, what is your favorite kind of burrito? I know we've answered this before, but the burrito question yes. is what was really— Actually, is this is an you. old question that I found. I'm like, I don't think we re- responded to the whole thing. Oh, about the burrito part? Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. definitely—well, you can explain the guac is I, extra. I'll explain the guac is extra. So, geekly asked questions, it— comes up with it with GAQ. GAQs. And we were sitting there trying to literally pronounce it. Don't ask why. Somebody was high. Gak. Um Gak. We were like, Gak. Gak. Jack. Guac. We was like, oh, it makes sense. And then, you know, people who be eating at Chipotle a lot, the guac is extra and then and formed from there. So And so and but the E. coli is not. But the E. coli is not. So <laughs> um yeah, the, the the name came from uh, us trying to pronounce the letters G-A-Q in a sentence. As far as what my con is my favorite burrito, it is chicken with a lot of hot sauce. Mad hot Same. sauce. Same. Mad Same. hot sauce. I embrace the stereotypes. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> next, Julius. Love the podcast. Julius. Listen regularly. Okay. Thank you, Julius. My question is, <laughs> that's in the um, parenthesis. parenthesis. Uh, which show slash movie slash comic should never be rebooted? What show slash movie slash comic has not been rebooted but deserves one? Thanks. That's a good question. Um, let's start for what what you what what you think should never be rebooted. Hmm. Or maybe never have been sure. rebooted because it's probably already been rebooted ten times already. Right. Oh, yeah. Which which one? Which one do you think um, um, shouldn't be should never be rebooted? Like, or something that hasn't been rebooted yet, and something that should be. Well, I initially wanted. What was the name of that show? From what was the name of the show? It was like late nineties ABC mainframe Re- reboot. Literally, the name of the show was reboot. Reboot got rebooted supposedly, or it was supposed to be rebooted years ago, and I guess it, they did come a re- reboot, but it was real trash, real trash. I heard. I have never seen it. I don't even know where it is. If it did, that was the worst idea ever. I I actually wanted them to reboot, reboot, but with conviction and purpose, mm. because the, uh, the the and maybe you know maybe the idea at the time now is is kind of passe because they were talking about being inside a cpu and now we got laptops and and you know tablets and shit but my thing is you can still make it happen you could you could change it up to the internet you could change it up to the inner of how twitter works or how ig works and and you can you can make it work i just feel like you have so much material out here to make it happen so i they did it wrong apparently but i would like to see them reboot reboot Mm. um you're saying 
that should not be rebooted? It, or it's, it should. You, you want it should it be, but correctly. Okay, okay. As far as not, uh, I have to think about this. Okay. So I will say the show that I do not want to ever see rebooted are The Fresh Prince. Oh, God. And Martin. Yeah. Leave yeah. them the fuck alone. Yeah. If they do reunion shows, that's cool. But no whole ass seasons continuing. You know you know what happened to the Fresh Prince? He got an Instagram account <laughs> and it has billions of pe- followers <laughs> and he jumped out the Grand Canyon at 50 years old and yeah. he did not go out like Trevor. Hillary, will you, you marry? marry? He, uh, said, he said, I don't think he's supposed to vote so <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, and he said he even said that he was like, "Yo, I forgot to say that," and I, I thought that he purposely didn't want to say. No, it. No, he was wild scared. He yeah, scared. yeah. But um, as far as what I would like to see rebooted, yo, I'm not even gonna hold you. I want Batman the animated series to come back, bro. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, let me add on. I want, I want to come back. Batman Beyond. Oh, Batman yes. Beyond specifically, yeah, with Terry McGinnis yeah. and with uh, uh, what's old, what's old Bruce? Oh, we have old old man Bruce. His 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 brother, the little little kid. Yeah, yeah but uh, Max. Oh, the dog. No, the girl. <laughs> the girl, Max, the black girl with the pink hair. Oh, I'm thinking Max. of Titus. No, Max. His Max was basically his 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 uh his tech person. Right, you know? right, right. You know the tech. Oh, did she have like purple hair or something like pink, that? Pink. Uh, fuchsia. Whatever. Fuchsia. Whatever, hot pink future hair. The, the point is fabulousness. The point is bring back, bring back Batman Beyond. Um, as far as you know, shows that should never be rebooted. I'm with Jeff on like all those shows from the '90s, from the early 2000s that were leave just alone, amazing. Bro. Just leave it. Like stop bringing back. And and actually, I'm a little bit in a disagreement about reunion shows because lots of times they end up just being sad, <laughs> corny, or then you just look at to see who fell off. And I'd rather not. Right. I'd rather not. If somebody shows up real quick, like a cameo on somebody else's show as that character, that's one thing. But for a whole series or shows, i.e. Fuller House, no thank Mm-mm. you. Even though I, I, I've seen good reviews about it, but I'm just not here for that. Yeah, I'm not here for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. All right. Well, thank you for that. That was a dope question. Um, Next, we got from Steve, a.k.a. Deuce Wade, a.k.a. What? Lexicon Luther. Okay. All right. I like that. Lexicon Luther. All right. All right. So... What are your thoughts on black superheroes represented in mainstream media? So we're talking about superheroes now like Black Lightning that are on on major networks. Um that's very that's a very open-ended question. We're talking about the Flash, not the Flash himself, but uh Wally. Cuz I'm the thing is I'm trying to think of what mainstream black superheroes Black superheroes. And when you say mainstream, I guess you could talk about anything. So you could so you could talk about things like Black Panther. That's mainstream. Because I'm thinking mainstream as TV, but I guess you could talk about film yeah. too. Um, I kind of wish you would have gotten to a little bit more in depth as to yeah. what like what specifically. But I will just say, um, for me overall, I'm very pleased with the exposure and the scale of black superheroes now. Because I I could count on one finger probably the amount of black superheroes that I would see regularly in the mainstream regularly um I couldn't mm-hmm. even I couldn't even like I can't even think of them now 
But but now with the expansion and, and it's something that when you listen to our um our interview that that we we performed um mm-hmm. with with uh Kalita, Kalita yeah. right she, when you listen to that interview she talks about how this is like the one of the best ages where everything's expanding and mm-hmm. Hollywood cannot afford to not be diverse to not be inclusive at least in front of the screen because the business model supports it and the fans are clamoring for it so you if you are a teenager in this era you have black panther on the big screen you have damn near 75% of the CW which shows with prominent black and people of color characters mm. that are that that have their own agency that have their own swag that 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 are that stand on their own and they're not foils for anybody else like you have this you have it in the comics you have independent the boom of independent comics full of people of color and marginalized groups it's everywhere like in this era in 2018 in the digital era you cannot say that I don't see myself represented in 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 superhero comics or really in comics in general because you can find it. You have Google, you have word of mouth, you have blogs, you have us, people who talk about the medium constantly, week by week. So it is a beautiful time mm-hmm. to be a person of color and to be a fan of this art of comics, of movies, of shows because you will see yourself and it's only going to get better. That was the answer to the question. Okay. I'm not adding on to that at oh, all. Cool. You know, that's how you do it to them. You know what I'm saying? So IG. Yes. <laughs> Jaron Marks. This is the last one. This, this is, is the, the best. One. This is all right. So let's go. <clears throat> I didn't read it yet. So y'all going to get my raw reaction. Okay. So when King T'Chaka and T'Challa had the mantle of the Black Panther <laughs> and went to be with the ancestors, they went back to the Pride Lands. Killmonger went back to the apartment with Njobu. If you had the mantle and it was time for you to be with the ancestors, where would you go? Big ups to you, big ups to you all, and everything you're doing for the culture. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jay Aaron. I would go to the big corner store in the sky to eat all the chopped cheese I could eat, quarter waters, them grandma cookies. No, I, I, I don't know where the fuck I you'd would go. You'd be at the Blick Bodega. The Blick Bodega. <laughs> I, the Blick Bodega owner. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I've thought of that, too. We, I think we talked about that at one point on one episode. Like, where would you end up? Like, what would be your pride lands? What would be your seat with the ancestors, if I, you will? I'd be in Queens. Mm. I'd be in Queens. Or my, I'd be on, like, a a futuristic version of my block that I grew up on. And I'd be with everybody who we lost and people who are around. I'd be surrounded by all the friends and family that I've met throughout the time. Because the thing mm. about Killmonger, when he, he ended up in that apartment because he had never made the connection to Wakanda. Right. So I feel like in my own personal journey, I've made the connection with my ancestry on both sides. And um, mm. or at least I have enough to know where That's I'm from. That's because you're Haitian, so right. you have some some um, additional culture there. Right, right, right. I mean, well, the black culture is is, is super is super culture. I.e. additional. Know. Oh, oh, all right, all right, <laughs> okay. Miriam. I'm just saying. all right, Miriam, Miss Webster. <laughs> you have American black culture, but you also have you also have Caribbean culture there, <laughs> and African culture. She ain't devil dinosaur. She's a thesaurus rex. I'm just saying. Boom boom. Thank you. I'll be here. <laughs>
Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like with all those cultural ties, I feel like I'd be. I, I that's why I feel like I'd end up just there, surrounded by everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely bodega with all full stocked organic food that tastes like the bad food. And we chill in, you know, we wouldn't have Panthers. We'd probably have Acuras, Acura, Acura oh Legends my gosh. riding around. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's, it, that's what I think I would be. Yeah. I, when I really think about it, I would probably, and I was joking, I was slightly joking about the corner store, but I'm, but in the fuller contest, I would probably end up in Brooklyn, like a stylized, really colorful, like Prince colored version <laughs> Of Brooklyn, so so Spike Lee's block party. Yeah, basically, like I would end up. I would end up at Spike Lee's block party because that was the happiest time as a kid, anyway. And even even growing up, that was like the time I could remember being at my happiest because I was surrounded by family, I was surrounded by friends, I was surrounded by food, culture, music. Uh I was surrounded by the essence of blackness at its highest form for for an east coaster so um probably like i said like a stylized form of brooklyn and then if if it was more towards me as an adult now i would say like some a beach like it would definitely be Mm. or if if you could put brooklyn in front of the beach it would be some weird juxtaposition of that so brighton beach Coney Island? No, not Coney Rockaway. Island. No, I know you're gonna say that. No, not Coney Rockaway. Island. Not Sheepshead Bay. None, none of that. Rockaway. None, none of that. that. And all, all of the New York people listening, they're like, she's gonna name <laughs> every place in East New York. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I'm gonna remember this is like a dreamscape, right? right, right so I right. mean, like, it looked like the Caribbean, right? But in type Brooklyn. water, but in Brooklyn. Would Bushmaster be there? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't suck my teeth. Mm. Would I bring my picnic? <laughs> Oh, God. All right. So that was the Guacus Extra. If you have any questions for us, be it very serious or very silly about your personal life or about something completely general, doesn't even matter. We would love to answer your questions. Hit us up. Contact at ForAllNerds.com. You can also hit us up on our socials at ForAllNerds with your question. Just put a little tag on that GAQ or Guacus Extra, whatever you like. Just let us know that this is the question you want us to answer, and we will. We shall see. All right. And you got anything else before we get out of here? Um, before we get out of here, like we said earlier, make sure you please support, share our show, listen, rate, subscribe. Also, our Patreon, patreon.com slash for all nerds. Please hit that up. You can become a patron as that little as $1 a month. You don't get anything special beyond our gratitude, which is special yeah, in that's, itself. That's wild special. It's actually wild special because no one here says thank you. We're, we're not for everybody, you know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't, we don't, we're not for the world. Yeah, but but anyway, regardless, anything that you support us with, we appreciate it, and and we want to make sure that you guys see us all the time. You see us on our IG. You see us on our YouTube page. For All Nerds TV, make sure you hit that up. And also, if we're gonna, if you're gonna be at New York Comic Con, come see us. Say hello. We have some inclusive Comic Con stickers that we are giving out as well, and maybe some other stuff. You never know. So, as usual, make sure you're following us at For All Nerds, at Tatiana King, at Jeff J says, at DJ Benhamin, right. and that's make it. Sure, and make sure you subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, rate the show on iTunes. Yes. Um, definitely rate it because it helps us for rankings and all that other analytical stuff for Apple Podcasts. Let me use the new name, a dollar in the iTunes jar. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Um, and please 
if you see something that you like on our show, share it with who you who you talk to, your fellow nerds, your fellow geeks, your family members, your friends. Mm-hmm. We're putting out all this content, and we want to reach as many people as we can to invite them into our communal debate stage area where we all share everything that we love about geek culture and we won't get there without you so hopefully you'll be able to do that and if not you know what's going to happen i got all the passwords all this world nerd stuff i'm shutting it all down and i'm gonna make i'm gonna make (laughs) i'm gonna make a mixtape i'm gonna become a soundcloud rapper if you don't share our shit you don't want to use our followers petty rap Special guest appearances. If you're a fan of anything, TV, movie, whatever's popping on the internet, comic books, pop culture, and all that, you are a fan. F A N. This is for all nerds. Hey, yo, Combat Jack, DJ Ben Hameen, and Fan Bros Worldwide.